everybody. This is John with Ubaldi Reports. With me is my co-host, Joe Bitts. And just for those who are listening for the very first time or those who can't remember or just forgot, both Joe and myself are two combat enlisted Marine Corps veterans. Both I served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Joe served in Iraq. I did 30 years in the Marines. And with three combat tours, Joe did one combat tour to Iraq. And unfortunately, I'm glad that he's all right. He was combat wounded and he was medically discharged from the Marines for stepping on an IED. And Joe is great as a co-host because I love the policy side. Joe keeps me balanced. And yeah. Every now and then he'll slap me around to make sure, come on, loosen up a little bit. Yep. And he does a lot. But also we want to thank or we want to welcome the listeners from the Heroes Media he's Group. Correct. Uh, and there are just... And they are, it's Heroes Media Group is a veteran owned business. And we have now placed Ubaldi Reports on the Heroes Media Group platform. So we want to thank all the listeners to Heroes Media Group and to the ownership of Heroes Media Group for allowing us to be on your programs. Yeah. So around, okay, maybe it might be a little too soon, but from the beginning, even as Donald Trump was elected, he wasn't president yet, but as elected, they were trying to just bring him down any which way they could. And one of the things is that the president always needs to get a health, a mental health evaluation. Is that right? He doesn't have to, but Donald Trump did get one. And his doctor, who did run, I think, ran for Congress and won, he did um, a full mental cognitive test. And he said Donald Trump, and he did a long press conference, answered all the press's questions, and Donald Trump came away with flying colors. Now, are we going to get that from Biden? That's the thing we don't know. Don, Joe Biden said he's not taking a cognitive test, so we don't know. What is, we really don't even know what his health is like. We really haven't. Because now think about it. Joe Biden, okay, Donald Trump is 74. We know how he's, he's vigorous. He moves around. Joe Biden is 78. Yeah. Think about it. how many 70-year-old, 8-year-olds can handle the job as president. We don't know what his health history is. We don't. But if I could, just for a second, let's go back. Okay, let's just say 2024 emerges one President Donald Trump to run again. Is he going to be cognitive? Is that was those four years going to? I'm not well versed on that, but you got to remember, you as you get older, unless you keep yourself physically fit, unless you you watch what you eat. But then again, you also have what type of are you? You have a hereditary is Alzheimer's, cognitive decline in your families. Do you have heart disease? Do you have any health issues? Because as we get older, you you don't get healthier unless you take care of yourself now like i'm 56 and i go to the gym every day i got all that but and i'm in better health than a lot of people half my age but the other problem is those are things that i'm lucky i don't have heart disease in my family and all these other problems but also if you don't go to sleep at 9 15 on the diet you get a little you get a little oh i'm sorry 9 30 you get a little cranky well because i get up at 4 20 in the morning okay but now as far as i and i'm pretty sure he did but as far as i know donald trump didn't sleep a wink during his whole four years but he always had that energy that gusto everybody's different everybody's different and to say okay maybe a few 70 okay with alzheimer's and like other ailments as you get older dementia stuff like that it's still i don't know the percentage but no it's out there but could maybe just donald trump doesn't fall under that here's the thing my father before he passed away we took him to the hospital he was in the hospital for five days and he died a few months later he had a very mild stroke mm -hmm. and it affected 
his verbal skills, yeah. like his, his, his speech. They set us up with a, a memory specialist, and this I didn't know. We always think that when an older person gets old and they forget things, it's got to be because of it's got to be de- dementia or Alzheimer's. That's yeah. the last thing they test for. You, if you, my dad had a serious skull fracture from a job as an iron worker. Yeah. That affects your memory definitely. You can see football players, those are traumatic brain injuries coming back from Iraq or in Afghanistan. Okay. My dad was also borderline anemic. That affects memory. My younger brother, who's um, in the medical field out in Washington, he stated that a lot of elderly people have vitamin deficiency. That also impacts memory. So as Joe Biden gets older, if you watch him when he walks or he moves around like an older person would. Elderly. Now, Donald Trump was the opposite. Now, I'm not trying to say one's better than the other, but Joe Biden just looks old. Okay, if you told me Joe Biden's 78, then I'd believe you. If you told me Donald Trump was 74, I'd know. Because he seems, with his energy or his demeanor, he's more, I would think that he would be, be younger. Especially the former first lady who is smoking hot. You would think maybe it's just, maybe she's keeping him young. You ever think about that? Never know how this thing works. But the thing is, we which it's just like when Hillary. Let's go, Jill. Get off your butt. But it's just like when Hillary Clinton ran for president in 2016. Yeah. We don't know the full story about her health history. When she was during the interviewed by the FBI over her email scandal, she kept saying, I don't remember, I don't remember, remember, I, I fell. Yeah. We don't know what her health history. Now we take it to Joe Biden. We don't know his full health history. I, we really don't. I wonder if there's a trend, and I can only go back a few. I don't know how Clinton was. I believe Bush Jr. was, but it wasn't, didn't it seem like Republicans were more active when it came to, say, press conferences or engaging media or interviews? Um, where it wasn't like Barack Obama, wasn't he like in the shadows in a sense, and he didn't each, really make that many appearances? Each president is different. The media liked, Joe, uh, liked Barack Obama. Yeah, they really did. But he wasn't great on the fly. But we got to remember, though, I think the reason why when it get back to the mental health of a president prior okay, the, the oldest president we had prior to Donald Trump. Ooh, ooh, I know. Was Ronald Reagan. Yep. And before that, you had President Eisenhower was up there in age as well. OK. Now we've seen in the last two election cycles, Hillary Clinton was getting close to I think in her 70 or getting close to 70. You now have Donald Trump was. 70 when he ran now he's the old was the oldest president until joe biden now we're seem to get older candidates and i just think there should be because it's a very taxing job and if i may so alzheimer especially with a hillary clinton alzheimer's is women excuse me women are three times more likely to get alzheimer's than men I didn't know that. Yeah, because I listen to other podcasts. and That's good. But it's also, there's a lot of issues, health issues that women have the same, but they have more. The point is, we need to know a full, thorough health history of anybody running for president. Look at Barack Obama. Forget the politics. Look and just go back to George W. Bush Jr. Yeah. Look what they look like when they first came in, because both of them served eight years. Yeah. Then look at them. What they look like after eight years. And one thing, George, I, I knew a Secret Service agent because he was a Marine in my unit. And he said George Bush was very competitive. He was very, if you bike, he had to bike faster than you did. To run faster. He's also a Texan, too. Come on. Yeah, okay. Barack Obama 
health was there, but he smoked. Yeah. He doesn't, wasn't, didn't want anybody to know that, but he did smoke. But Barack Obama and George Bush were much younger than Donald Trump and definitely, definitely, definitely younger than Joe Biden. But just look at him when he moves. Look at how he looks. He just looks like your grandfather. And you're talking about a president of the United States, which is 24 seven. You don't get a break. You go on vacation. The office comes with you. You fly somewhere, the office comes with yeah. you. And you're going to have challenges right now. It's a law. There's certain things I mentioned in a previous podcast, but there's the immigration. There's dealing with Russia, China, Iran. I ran back militias, launched rocket strikes against U.S. housing, U.S. soldiers in Iraq. So you have a lot. And then you got the stimulus. You got the coronavirus. You got the economy. You got there's a lot of issues out there that ta one thing we know that Donald Trump was up late. He got maybe four or five hours. What time does Joe Biden go to sleep? Yeah. And, okay, Donald Trump was not the healthiest person. No. He was uh, down to Mickey D's and Diet Cokes. So. No, but remember, everybody made fun of Ronald Reagan because he would go to bed or get you know, relaxed at a certain time. Yeah. What's Joe Biden's schedule? Yeah, but also Ronald Reagan set president for the White House office saying, because he would never just go in there in jeans and a, like a T-shirt. No. He would dress up, make sure he was like in a suit every time he stepped into that George office. George did the same thing, yeah. Junior. Because I guess Bill Clinton had lax standards, but then you obviously got the Monica Lewinsky. So he, because when you go into the Oval Office, you represent the United States. You will be in a suit and tie. Yeah. So, uh, so speaking of which, we can maybe move over to the Capitol. Uh, the Capitol's still looking like maybe I don't know downtown North Korea. I know there's more troops in Washington D.C. than there is in Iraq or Afghanistan, and they want them till May. Yeah, that makes no. And I keep hearing the reports that well, we've got credible threats, but then you listen to other congressional representative and U.S. senators. They go, "We've seen nothing." Someone read a statement from the Capitol Police that went to all members. We've seen no credible threat, and then what they would do is they would look at hotel rooms, RV parks, anything associated with is going to be. A mass gathering yeah they've seen none of okay and then also so i guess march the 4th which is some kind of folklore oh, no no march the 4th used to be the inauguration yes. of the president up until 1932 was the last time they changed and the reason they changed it is when herbert hoover lost you went another in november so you went almost all of November, December, January, February. So you almost went four months and some change before the new president can take over. Yeah. So going back to that, I guess Q, uh, QAnon, which I think is a bunch of garbage. It's like a bunch of conspiracy theories. I, like, I, I enjoy the a good conspiracy theory, but come on, put some, put a little, give me a little bit. Don't just say, just wait. But that even encouraged them more to beef up security around the Capitol. And it just seems like they're getting trolled off somebody on the Internet. But see, the problem is, look what they did with Donald Trump when it came to Lafayette Park, how he used the military. You've got barricades around the Capitol. You've got more National Guard troops standing around than you had in Iraq and Afghanistan. So what are they doing? What threat do you see? That you need these troops there. So what's the Capitol Police doing? What's the FBI? What's the, all the, the U.S. What's all these other groups doing? I, maybe a deterrent? 
to me, you better have a threat or you just use it and say, look what I can do. I think it's time, and I would tell the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, send them home. Yeah. And then we're finding out the food they were receiving. One was the Illinois National Guard. No, the, I think it was the Indiana or Illinois National Guard, but one of them was definitely the Michigan National Guard. Got substandard food that wasn't cooked. 30 of their soldiers got sick. They found metal shavings. Come on. You're living in Washington, D.C. You can't get food to these guys. I ate in the middle of nowhere in Afghanistan, and we still had quality food. And how many troops are there? I'm not sure the number, but if it's, I think it's more than a couple thousand. All right. You give me a company of Marines. We could take them all out, okay? You don't have to. We all know the National Guard. They, they like to play Army. The problem with the National Guard is you got the Army active, yeah. the Army reserve, and then the National Guard. The Na- I've served with National Guard units when I was in Iraq, and a lot of them were stunned that they had to go to war. They thought, <laughs> I just signed up to fill sandbags. I go, dude, did you ever read your history? National Guard troops landed on Normandy. And if you're listening and you're with the National Guard, no harm to that. I'm just a Marine, and we always think well, you're better. I better. just want, like Joe said, I come from the Marines, spent 30 years in the Marines. I just want you join the military. Your job is to f- fight and win the nation's war. Yeah. And I hate to say this may be harsh for some people, but our job in the military is to kill the enemies of the United States. Yep. So going into maybe some of our senators, one Lindsey Graham, and I saw this today, was just saying, Lindsey Graham said, hey, by the way, Donald Trump, you got the nomination. So it's kind of for 2024. That's just probably, it's more superficial. It's still early. Yeah. Um, at CPAC, Donald Trump won the straw poll, but it's interesting as well. The person who got double digits by far over anybody else was Governor uh, Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. He got about 27%. Well, okay, so Biden said he's only going to be a four-year president, which means he's not going to just hand over the reins to Kamala. There has to be a, a race in both Democratic and Republican primaries, correct? Yeah. Should, if he doesn't run after 2022, once the midterms are over— that's when it all starts up. Okay. So they'll be feeling this out, putting their exploratory runs, but it really doesn't become official when they start to, to get out and do the debates like they did in 2019. So Kamala Harris, even though she's vice president, she would be the front runner, but she came out with gangbusters with that big rally in Oakland, and then she fizzled because yeah. she's a smart woman. But she's not well-read, and she's too partisan. Yeah. She just, if you challenge her, she just goes off, oh, you're attacking me because I'm a woman, or you're attacking me because I'm a minority. Yeah, I said it a couple times on this podcast how the Democratic and Republican parties uh, have shifted. or did like a 180, and Ted Cruz comes out and says, hey— we're Republicans and we're blue collar. So See, that's where Ron DeSantis made it. He's he supports Trump. He has the Trump esque issues and topics down. He just doesn't have the verbaseness of Donald Trump. Yeah. But which I think, okay, what, going with that, I think that might benefit him. Benefit Because he's not meansy. No, he'll be, he's more professional at it, but he has the same issues and the same. He's going after China. He's going after the media. And it's ironic. The media is now going after him. So he's going after social media. Because, yeah, social media, because they're looking at him. Now, he still has to win in 2022 for reelection. But every Republican, he's got the Republican establishment in Florida. And the one thing he also does, a lot of crossed him over the finish line. He supports charter schools, school choice. And a lot of the Hispanics 
mainly from Cuba, Puerto Rico, Guatemala, Colombia, and Venezuela reside here in Florida, and they don't want to go to. And I'll have, he has a very good-looking wife. I never see. I can't remember what his wife looks like. But going also, I do. I want him to be president. Know why? Because I got a picture with Ron DeSantis, and I want to be like, look, I got a picture with the president before he's the president. You know, it's just we'll see what happens. Three, we're basically less than four years away. Anything could happen. Yeah. Anything. Who would have thought last July, January, the coronavirus would shut down a U.S. economy? And that was probably the one thing that did Donald Trump in was that. Y- yes. Among other things. But I mean, it's. But but and again, in retrospect, OK, the current administration isn't doing anything different. No, the current administration. This is where the media hasn't held him account. He said, I have a plan. Day one, we're going to attack this. coronavirus." He's not doing anything different than Donald Trump did. And then he even stated that we just got to let it run its course. That is not what you said during the campaign. However, if I don't have to wear a mask after May, I'll say Biden, he's okay. He's pretty, he's pretty yeah. cool. So we'll see. Yeah. So going back into with Ted Cruz and blue collar, just just how the dynamic of the Republican Party has shifted because it's no longer, it's still, so I've always said is that if there's a Republican in office, their goal is to make you money. If a Democrat's in office, it's for them to make them to give money to the government. Yeah, and and that, that's what it is. It's just they're very, and I don't understand the logic. Is that if you're liberal and you're free and you don't want any restraints, but you want the government telling you what to do every single like every single? Well, because a lot of the Democratic Party is now made up of the tech companies, the cultural, the academics, the the media, and Wall Street. And if you took Maisie Hirona, she's a senator, Democratic senator from Arizona. She said it a year or so ago that people don't realize how smart we are. They just believe they know what's best. It's almost like when Barack Obama was president, he people used to tell him, they just don't know what you're trying to do. He yeah. said, I'm 12 years or t- a decade ahead of everybody. People just don't know what I'm trying to do. Wait a minute. You think you're smarter than everybody else. And the people that voted for Donald Trump are like, okay, let me get this straight. At the time, we got a $25, $22 trillion debt. We're up to 30, almost $30 trillion if this coronavirus goes through. You guys, both Republicans and Democrats, sent this off into five wars. You got the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Yemen, Libya. Not one of them is completed. Yeah. Tell me, then you sent our jobs by signing these trade deals with China and Mexico. You sent our jobs overseas. Then you allow millions of people to cross our borders into America. You call them undocumented, but they're illegal. Yeah. And they don't go into your communities. They come into mine. Then you talk about climate change, how it's the greatest thing. But then you fly around on your private jets. You live in these mega mansions. But I'm supposed to have rely on windmills and all this other stuff. Yeah. Gas prices go up. It affects me, not you. Yeah. So I am glad you said windmills because we can probably go into our topic about renewable energy and how it, if there was an example of a disaster, Texas was it. Texas was it. Because you said 30% of their energy comes from renewable. About 25, 30%. Okay. Yeah. And you have these windmills or, you know, these. And so what happened was this cold came over and it froze it. And then that 
just made the electric companies having to produce more power for these areas. So what is the highest electric bill you have ever seen? For me personally? From you personally. When I was living in California in the summer, because I lived in Sacramento, it's very hot, so you're going to use your AC a lot more. So I think I paid, I lived in an apartment back then, so I paid about $80. Okay. Maybe on a really hot summer, like month here, July, August, I might have, for the month, I might have paid maybe 300 For me out here in Florida... My highest energy costs are in the summer months. I look at my bill. Usually it's about June it peaks a little bit, but then July, August, September is my biggest month. And the only reason is I use the the air conditioning because it's hot as sin in here. So imagine getting a $12,000. But see, the point is both sides were throwing things at and just misinformation, a lot of things, just to push their point. The the. Windmills went down a week before when the cold spell started to come. It went down a week prior to the real cold snap. So coal, natural gas, and the other fossil fuels, they spiked their energy usage to Mm -hmm. the grid. Windmills and solar dropped. So they were trying to cover the distance. And then the cold snap, because they'd never experienced anything below that, that, really that cold before. Yeah. So it affected their pipes. Now, they didn't winterize their pipes. Now, Better O'Rourke, who was a congressman from Texas, complained, oh, see, you didn't winterize. But winterization is very expensive for something they never experienced. Yeah. It's, it's like having your air conditioner ready in Seattle. Yeah. Of. So, yeah, you're never going to. My brother lives in Seattle, and he was telling me. There was one time, I think a summer ago, it got into the upper 90s, and they were like, oh, it's so hot, but they're not used to it. Yeah. It's just like in Florida when we get a cold snap, everybody breaks out their parkas when it blows below 65. Uh, 70, sir. Because we're not used to it. (laughs) But if you look at renewables, that's wind and solar. The best benchmark to use is California in last summer, and you're going to see it again this summer. They've they've relied more on renewables, and they get they're the one state that imports thirty five percent of their energy from other states because they don't produce enough. So like take solar gets most of its usage, gathers that energy from two to four. That's peak hours of grabbing that time that that energy. But the usage of energy goes up from five to nine mm-hmm. when everybody comes home. So this is when solar comes down and wind goes down when there's no wind. Well, that's uh, California, right? That's California. But if you want to duplicate California, you're going to see these these energy spikes. So are we ever going to be on? Uh, are we ever going to be on just renewable energy in America? At some point, we'll have to see where we go. The one thing about renewable, everything is going to a battery. Mm -hmm. And what people need to understand, yeah, that's great. You have electrification. You get to have these electric cars. Yeah. But it takes a battery and you take rare earth minerals. Those are like uh, lithium and zinc. They have to be mined. Yes. And a lot of the third world countries have these things. And they don't adhere to the environmental rules. Like in the Congo... They got six-year-olds going into the mines. However, since it's not in America, it doesn't count, so why do we care? And that's the point. If you're going to care about the environment, it's just Al Gore, the big environmentalist. He sells his company to the Emir of Qatar. They make 100% of their income comes from renewable, I mean, not renewable, fossil fuel. So it's protect here, but let's exploit everywhere else. Uh, So we got a familiar friend, and he actually talks to one of the princes or sheiks over there in Qatar. 
and they're going to be having the World Cup in a little bit. Actually, and to the point where they have to, where the World Cup is taking place during the summer, it's actually going to be placed more like October, November timeframe, and it's still going to be hot. But what he said is that when he was over there visiting, one of their fields, the soccer fields, actually have an air conditioning that is on the field and it blows up. But that still does not going to make up for the people around the stadiums. So whether you're, it's June that you're having this, this the World Cup, or if it's in October, there's going to be people passing out in these stands. You are, but getting back even into this country, if you got, and this is where the media, is, to me, is malpractice completely. The Biden-Sanders Unity Task Force a document, you had the Democratic National Convention uh, Committee party, their party platform, and then there was the, I think, the Senate Democrat Committee on Energy, whatever. Mm -hmm. They came out. They want to do renewable and fossil fuel by 2035. Gavin Newsom wants to end, you can't buy a gas-operated car after 2030 in the state. So you want to electrify, but then you're dropping a lot of the things that add to that. You're adding more power to the grid. Excuse me. You're taking power away from the grid but your usage of that power is increasing. You're going to you watch this summer you're going to see brownouts in California again and that's going to be a forerunner which you're going to see across the country. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can get a hold of us, John? Get a hold of us by going to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and type in Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Facebook, there's Ubaldi Reports group. You can check us out there. And we also like to thank again to the listeners of... Heroes Jimmy, fix that. Yeah, of course he is. You can um, go... I like to thank the listeners from Heroes Media Group for... Listening to this podcast, because now that we've been placed on Heroes Media Group's platform, we gain some new listeners, and we would like to see what's your input. If there's an issue that you would like us to research or discuss or talk about or anything that you're concerned about, we'll talk about it. If we don't have the answers, we'll look up those answers, and we'll get back to you. All right, and everybody have a good day, and we will talk to you later. Take it easy. Keep listening to Evolving Report.